The second parik starts off with a, with a strange Mishnah, an unusual case also about sleeping uh, under a bed in the, in the sukkah and whether it works or not. And in the uh, process tells us the story of Maise Betevi Avdo Shuram Gamliel. There was the case of the famous slave of Rabban Gamliel. He had a slave called Tevi. He slept under the bed in, uh, in the sukkah. And Rabban Gamliel, the great Rabban Gamliel, the Nasi, says to the Zakenim in his sukkah, Have you seen how wonderful my slave Tevi is? He's a Talmud Chochem. He knows that a, that a slave is potter from the sukkah, and that's why he sleeps under the bed. He doesn't need to be in the sukkah, and he knows that. And from this story, we learn, we learn from this, um, unlike Rabbi Yehuda, that, um, that uh, or, or, or in fact, like Rabbi Yehuda, we learn that if you sleep under the bed, you're not Yetzir. We see from there. So what's interesting is why, Rabbi, there are many things that are interesting, but what we'll focus on is why, Rabbi Gamliel thinks he's such a Talmud Chochem because he knows one din. Since when is that a Talmud Chochem? Every Cheder child knows that an Eved is potter from Mitzvah Asesheh's Man Grama, which includes Sukkah. Is that, a, is that a way to praise Tevi? Look what a Talmud Chochem he is for that. What, why does that make him a Talmud Chochem? Uh, it, it's interesting altogether. Rabbi Gamliel's relationship to Tevi is quite amazing. Uh, and we learn a lot from it because uh, although Rabbi Gamliel holds that you don't sit shiva for a, a slave, uh, he sat shiva for Tevi when Tevi died. And, uh, and he said because he was an Adam Kosher. And you see right through that e- even though the Tevi has a diminished halachic status, he doesn't, have the, he doesn't have the same halachic status as a free person, you see the covet with which Rabban Gamliel treats him. Uh, and it's important there always to know that the way you treat a person is by their stature, not by their status. Uh, you can have a, a, a koyen amaretz here, so there's certain halachot that you've got to, you, you call him up first the Torah and so on and so forth, but the way you treat him as a human being, you'll treat a Talmud Chochem as not a koyen much higher than you'll treat a koyen who's an amaretz. Um, and so it is when it comes to, to, to women, to non-Jews, there might be differences in halachic status, but that doesn't affect the COVID, the honor with which you treat people. You treat people's, the COVID you give to somebody is based on their stature as a human being, not on their status in terms of halacha or any other status, whether it's social status or economic status or whatever it is. You don't treat people based on their, on their status. You treat people, you give people COVID based on who they are, and we see that with Rami Gamliel and Tevi. But why does he call him a Talmud Chochem? So there's a fascinating Tosfus. Tosfus goes into a whole technical thing, and I want to show you how out of the technical analysis of Tosfus, we learn such an important principle. Tosfus says we know that Tevi used to um, wear tefillin. We learned in Brochus that Tevi used to wear tefillin, and the Chachomim never stopped him. So why did they stop him from sitting in the sukkah? Tosfus assumes the reason he was sleeping under the bed is because the Chachomim told him, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be Mekayim in the mitzvah of sukkah. You're not Chayiv and you shouldn't be Mekayim. So he slept under the bed. No, says Tosfus, that's not the reason he slept under the bed. He slept under the bed because There were people who were Mechuyovim to be in the sukkah, people who were obligated to be in the sukkah, and he didn't want to take up a place. The sukkah is small, there's confined place. 
and there are people who are to sit in the sukkah. He's not chayev. So he lay under the bed where nobody else could go. That way he could be there without taking up space. If he's so careful that he doesn't want to take up the space of other people in sukkah, sit outside the sukkah. You don't have to sit in the sukkah. No, says Tosis, but then he wouldn't hear the conversation. So what do we see? In the, so that's how Tosis resolves it. The reason he lay under the bed is so as not to take up place in the sukkah from people who chayovim. And the reason he didn't sit outside the sukkah is because he wanted to hear the conversation of the Chachomim. He wanted to hear their Divrei Torah. So what's really important over here is we see with, uh, with Tosfus the, the two qualities in Tevi. He was so passionate about learning, he wanted to be in the sukkah. Uh, to be in the sukkah, he would be taking up the space of somebody who's chayev, and that isn't fair. So he sleeps, sit under the bed. Who would do that? Just to, in order to be able to... So you've got the two things, the midot, the way he's concerned about other people and puts them first, he could have sat right next to Rabban Gamliel. He could have had the place of honor, but he didn't. He didn't sit at the table at all because there was confined space. He's putting other people before him. So, so he puts other people before him. You see the midot and you see the passion for Torah, how he wants every opportunity that there is to learn. And we see that in, um, in Rove. Rove is, is the person we learned in Gomorrah Shabbos. You remember the case where he was sitting on his hands, and he was sitting for so long that his hands were bleeding. And there was an apikos there who was looking at him and commented, oh, you aren't even aware that your hands are bleeding. You're so engrossed in your Torah. But he was so engrossed in his Torah that he hadn't even noticed that blood was pouring out of his hands. That's how engrossed Rava used to be when he learned. It's not like here, yeah, every time somebody walks in late, everybody looks and, and, and gets distracted and turns around, and then somebody else, everybody looks, uh, gets, it follows them through the room. We get distracted. We're ADD. Anything that happens distracts us. Rava sat and, and his fingers were, were were torn and bleeding, and he didn't even notice it because he's focused on the learning, on the Torah. That's who Rava is. And yet the same Rava says, in Yume we learned, and Dafayin Beis, Kol Tamid Chacham She'en Techor Tamid Chacham. That's not a Tamid Chacham. Just sitting and not noticing that your hands are, are bleeding, that's not a Tamid Chacham yet. That's one piece of a Tamid Chacham, a passion for Torah. The other piece is that Techor you're a mensch, that your inside is like your outside. So, so Rava, the, the, one of the people who's most, most passionate and focused about his learning, <coughs> one of the biggest authorities we have in the Gomorrah altogether, so much of the Gomorrah is given to us by Rava. Rava says, but there's also got to be character. And Tosfa says, look at Tevi. That's why he's a Tamid Chacham. It's not, he has both qualities. He's so passionate for Torah, he's willing to lie under the bed rather than be outside the sukkah. And why lie under the bed? So as not to take up the place of somebody else. You see the character. You see the statue, and you see the passion for Torah. And you see that in the Rambam, where the Rambam paskins in Hilchus Deis, Perik Hay, the fifth Perik of Hilchus Deis, are the laws of a Tamid Chochem. How does a Tamid Chochem behave? And the Rambam says in the same way that a Chochem should be different from others in the way he thinks. So for example, as we learned yesterday and the day before, Talmud Chochem can understand fundamental principles and realize that a din in Tumah and a din in Sukkah are connected by an underlying principle. He's able to think so deeply, not just in Torah, but in all things. He understands where there are underlying principles, where things are similar, where things are different. He's separated, he's muvdal bahem misha'ar ha'am. A Talmud Chochem is distinguished from ordinary people by the way he thinks. That's the first quality of a Tamil Chacham. But his behavior also has to be distinguished. Everything he does has to be very thought out and refined and noble and beautiful. 
That's what a Talmud Chacham is. It doesn't help just being learning so hard that you don't notice your fingers bleeding. Also, you need Tocha Kabara. You've also got to be a noble human being in order to be a Talmud Chacham, says the Rambam. And at the end of, of Hilchus Deus, there's the most amazing Rambam, where the Rambam says, Adam well, The principle is, don't oppress other people. Don't bully other people. Don't be a roidef. Don't persecute other people. Always rather be the persecuted than the persecutor. That was like Tevi. Tevi didn't want to drive another person out of the sukkah. If he would have taken a place at the table, a, a, somebody who's chayev would have been driven out of the sukkah. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be good. So he's, he rather puts himself second. Putting other people first is, is a requirement of a Talmud Chochem. And we see Tevi doing that. And if a person does all of these things, if a person keeps the whole of, of Perik Hay of Hilchus Deus, what does Hashem say? You are my Eved. What makes you my Eved? The fact that I use you to show off. I say, look at my people. That's what an Eved is. An Eved is somebody of whom the Balabayit, is, the owner, is proud. That's an Eved. That's what service is. That's what being committed is. Is that the person you're serving is proud of who you are and the way you operate. Avdiata. Now we understand why Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, look at my Eved. Because we can learn from Tevi how to serve the Rebbeinu Shalom. That there's got to be, just as in Tevi, you've got these two elements. There's the inside and the outside. His passion for Torah and his, and his menschlichkeit, the way he's concerned and puts other people before him. That's how we have to be avodim for Hashem. Just as I'm proud and I'm showing off in front of all of you and I'm saying, look at my slave, Tevi, look what a wonderful Tamit Chochem he is. We want Hashem to say, Avdiata Yisrael Hashem B'chayit Pa'er. We want Hashem to show us off the way I'm showing Tevi off. There's a whole Musa in what Rabbi Gamliel is saying. He's teaching us how to be Avde Hashem, how to be servants of Hashem. And of course, that's the main idea here, is how to be an Eved Hashem and what that means. But one learns from this how to be an Eved of anybody, how to, how, to serve, uh, how to be in service. And what it really means in service, the idea of, of, of putting the interests of another person first. I've always said if you're in a... If you're about to invest in a business, would you invest in a business whose owners, whose managers, put themselves first or put everybody else first? Where are, we, where are you going to invest? You're never going to invest in a business where the managers put themselves first. You, you invest in a business where the managers put the investors first. They put the customer first. They put the employees first. That's one of the things you look for. Why? Because those are the businesses that do well. That's how Hashem created the world. That when you put other people before you, you do better. That's how the world functions. The world works that way. That's what an Evid is. An Evid meaning somebody who provides service. An Evid isn't just a, a slave. A person who provides service, and we're all service providers in this world. So it's not only in Avdus Hashem that we have to do that, for sure, and it's not only if one is a real slave that one has to do that, but anybody who's a service provider needs to be able to put other people before to be always put the interests of other people first. Don't take up the space because somebody else can, can have the space. Always be thinking of others. That way you'll be successful, your business will be successful, and the Rebbeinu Shalom will say, Avdiata Yisrael Asher B'chayetz